It is time to write the ship. UMass has a Sunday afternoon game at Mullen Center against UNH. We got everything to get you guys ready for this matchup. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 68 of High Character. We have another UMass hockey game coming up. This time, a nice Sunday mid-afternoon game against UNH game that we really got to get a win here for UMass. My name is Cameron, and I am here with my good pal, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Doing pretty well. You couldn't have described the circumstances around the game any better than that. I mean, just, yeah, it's a must-win game. It's I'm honestly, like... As much as I've been talking about the fact for the past couple episodes that I'm not meant to be as stressed about the rest of the season, I'm still going to be stressed. You know what I mean? Like, I, and it's kind of a sad thing that I'm a little bit stressed, especially when we're going up against UNH, because quite frankly, UNH has not been like the best of hockey East teams this year. I think, in fact, they've been the worst uh, statistically or, you know, just in their record. Um, so, you know, we have to get the job done. I think, you know, if we can break the cycle of I guess mediocrity that we've been in for the, the past couple of games now it'll be it'll be a step in the right direction so really hoping we can get the job done tomorrow yeah definitely have to get the job done um we we were pretty harsh on this team in our last game recap and I I know we were running hot right after that game but I think the criticism still stands um even uh, we heard some quotes from coach Carvel. Um, a quote from Scott Morrow kind of backing up that this team really isn't performing at the level they need to be, and they're not doing what they're doing. So hopefully uh, with that recognition, this is uh, that, that time now to bounce back from the woes they've been facing. Yeah. And if there's going to, like I was kind of saying, you know, if there's going to be any time, it's going to be now, if there's going to be any hockey East opponent that it could come against, it would be UNH. So, I mean, the, the stars are kind of aligning for us to, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to mentally reset, you know, get back on the right track and, you know, just start playing the brand of hockey that we're meant to be playing. I think that's going to be the biggest key. And I'll probably mention it at other points throughout the episode. We got to play mistake free hockey in this game. You know, like this is going to be a team where I think we can just play the way that we want to and we can play smart and play effective. And I think UNH will give us the ability to do that. I don't think they're going to you know, razzle and dazzle us too much to try and do any crazy stuff. If we just play solid fundamental hockey, I'm expecting to get the W. Yeah, and it, it comes against the UNH team that you mentioned uh, really bad. Um, we'll take a little look at them. They enter this game 6-16-1. and one. Uh, At one point earlier this season, they had an 11-game losing streak, um, all those regulation losses too. Um, they did have one win just last week against number 11 Providence. They won that game 2 nothing. So um, this team seems like they're on a better trajectory, kind of hard to be on a, on a worse trajectory than they were earlier this season. Um, so they're looking okay as of right now, but still a uh, game we got to win. Yeah, I mean, it's a little concerning. They're riding a two-game win streak, obviously the, the 2 nothing against Providence, and then they just beat Sacred Heart 4-1. to one. So, I mean – they're riding a two-game win streak there. That's a little bit concerning, I guess, especially, you know, if they're going to be riding a bit of momentum, they'll be, you know, roaring and ready to go against UMass. But like I said, we just got to play our game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're a bad team. You know, like like you said, we were, we've been extremely critical and harsh because 
you know, we've been saying it all the time, you know, beginning of the season went really well. And then we started to, you know, to show our true colors a bit and we weren't playing as well. It, it's, it's a really tough balancing act to trying to figure out what team we are. And I'm just hoping that, you know, again, get the job done against UNH. It, it really shouldn't be any, any more difficult than that. We just got to do our thing tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. And UMass comes into this game um, after losing a couple tough games to uh, BC and BU, two teams they really haven't been able to beat, even when they're at their best. UMass comes in 9-9-3. Nine, nine and three. Um, And if you, if you want our full synopsis, take a listen to that last episode. We kind of did our, yet another State of the Union type thing last night. We've done a few of those this year, which is not a good sign. Um, but yeah, um, kind of kind of trending in the wrong direction there's some stats that kind of back it up uh like the face-off number is going down that shots against number is going up uh the penalties per game is going up it's at four at this point so um UMass really needs to find a way to turn things turn the ship around here yeah and the other thing that I think people may have forgotten um because I certainly did for a little bit was that we've already played UNH once and if I remember that correctly it did not start off well I'm pretty sure we started off that game down to nothing and then we had to claw our way back when I think we ended up winning four to two at the end of the day for that game. Yep. But, you know, again, it's going to be a huge thing that we don't fall into a hole early. You know what I mean? We need to come out with so much energy and so much, you know, smart aggression, you know, obviously not reckless aggression that we've seen out of some of our guys recently. We need to just play very smart, very composed and very, you know, honestly, this is the probably the best time to use the whole fast, hard, prepared thing. Because I think if, if we genuinely have those three parts of our game, we should be able to take care of business against UNH. You know, and then we, we've strayed from that mentality a little bit, I feel like. Just we haven't been very fast, you know, especially that showed against BU. We haven't been very, you know, hard when it comes to our skating and our, you know, just overall mentality of the game. I feel like we got pushed off the puck very, very easily. You mentioned it um, right after we stopped recording the last episode. This team does not hit. UMass, yep. when was the last time you saw a UMass player lay a hit? Yeah, that, that's a really, really good point. I did mention at the end of the last episode, obviously, off the, you know, off camera. I don't want to say camera, but off the mic, I guess. I don't know. I don't know the good podcasting term <laughs> for it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we were kind of just, you know, we were just kind of talking about previous teams that we've that we've seen. And, like, guys like Anthony Delgado, even, you know, Jerry Harding to an extent last season, he was laying the boom. You know, guys like Matt Kessel were really physical guys. I'm probably forgetting one or two more guys off the top of my head, but Colin we had Felix. guys. Oh yeah. Felix was a huge, I mean, even, I mean, not so much Ty farmer, but I mean, he was laying the body quite a bit as well. I mean, we just had so many hard hitters before. And now I feel like nobody wants to really, you know, lay the body. I think the only one that I've seen it is Taylor McCarr. And mm -hmm. half the time when he does anything crazy physical, he gets a penalty for it. So it's like, yeah. what's the point? So, yeah, I definitely think in the, I don't know, the hardness category. I know that doesn't sound very right, but um, <laughs> nice. we, we, we have been lacking in that department a little bit. Um, and then being prepared. I mean, just, it seems like a lot of the times we, we're also getting out game plan. You know, we're just, we're not, you know, staying in the passing lanes. We're not following where everybody's moving on the ice for the other team. We just, we, we, we sometimes just look lost out there. So I think those are, you know, we hear it from, from Carvey a lot. That's the whole team motto and mentality. And we've strayed from that a whole lot recently and I'm hoping that this is the game where we can start to connect the dots and piece things back together a little bit and get get back to our winning ways yeah lacking in the hard department would have been a great uh segue into uh, a Roman ad Roman if you want to 
sponsor the podcast here, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll jump into some of the the players in this matchup. So we normally talk about uh, like the leading scorer for each team on UNH. It's a guy, great name, Cy Leclerc. He has ten goals, sixteen assists for sixteen points. Um, sixteen points, kind of shocking that it leads the team. And this team really doesn't score that much. They're at two point zero goals per game. So um, definitely not their their skill set. Their scoring goals. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, I don't don't quote me on this, but I think he was the guy that scored one or two of the goals for UNH against us last time. So he was already kind of doing his thing for for UNH before, um, especially against us. So hoping that we can kind of you know contain him a little bit more. You know, he's he's going to be the guy you know pulling a lot of the strings for them. So really hope that you know the coaches kind of have that on their radar and we can kind of take care of the the you know not a whole lot of threats on this team but they have a couple of guys that are putting up decent numbers so as long as they're in the back of our heads when we're game planning and you know playing out there on the ice we should be able to to you know make sure that they're not gonna you know make us pay too much for the because they're gonna get chances that's just how the team's been they're gonna get shots on net we we just haven't been able to prevent that at all this season so as long as we can make sure that their shots aren't coming from you know danger areas we we should be in a in a decent spot which probably will segue us into the goalie conversation because we most likely it's going to be Henry Graham in that. And we're going to obviously, you know, we, we haven't seen a whole lot out of him and I feel like we don't want to challenge him a whole lot. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's only played, I think a hundred minutes of ice time. He's played four games, but it really only works out to about a game and a half's worth of, of total ice minutes. So we, we don't want him to be a, you know, too, too challenged, especially early on in the game. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll finish up with the the scores conversation, and then we'll we'll jump into talking about the UMass goalie situation. Um, on the UMass side for leading scores, there's a change for the first time in a while. Um, Kenny Connors kind of led the way for most of the season, and Scott Morrow has just jumped him with a couple points against BU. So Morrow has five goals, fourteen assists, and nineteen points. So um, still not as many uh, as you'd expect a leading scorer for. For some of the higher ranked teams, we saw BU had guys in the in the high twenties and stuff like that. But um, pretty respectable, and for everything that we've said about Scott Moore this season, he's still got nineteen points, so um, pretty solid out of him. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna get your points because you know we we utilize him a lot, you know, especially in the offensive zone. He's gonna get his puck touches. You know, there's there's no way around that at all. You know, you you give the guy the puck, he's gonna find a way to get your points at some point, and we tend to feed him the puck a lot. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, he played very, very solidly in the offensive zone against BU. Um, the defensive zone, as we always mention, leaves a bit to be desired at times, but, you know, he's, he's meant to be an offensive defenseman, and that's why he's at the top of the leaderboard for points for us. Yeah, and let's, uh, let's now jump into this goalie conversation. For UMass, uh, for the first time in a while, it seems like there's a question mark. Um, obviously, Luke Pavisich got pulled from the last game against BU after giving up five goals. Couple, couple softies mixed in there uh, in the second period. Henry Graham really showing out. He's very solid. Um, his stats now on the year, you said still less than two games total, but he's got one point eight goals per one point one eight goals per game and a nine seventy save percentage. So um, he's been looking really solid. It wouldn't surprise me at all, which is crazy to say at this point, if he started on Sunday. It also wouldn't surprise me at all if Luke Pavisich started. Um, it would shock me if Cole Brady started after everything yeah. that's happened. But uh, I think I think it's honestly a toss up between Pav and Graham. I don't I don't know at this point. Yeah, I mean it's definitely a toss up. Personally, I'm probably leaning more towards Graham just because you know 
I mean, there's there's a bit of a smaller turnaround in game time. Like you're not getting like the full week. You know what I mean? That like some goalies will get if you're playing on like a Saturday to a next, you know, like a next Friday game or whatever. That's usually like six, seven days of, of rest time. We're going from a Wednesday game to a Sunday game, a little bit of a shorter turnaround. So, I mean, you might just want to give Pav, you know, like a full time to kind of clear his head. And, you know, you let you let Graham do his thing for a game. Um, we already saw that happen a couple of weeks ago, you know, like Pav got yanked or did he get yanked or did he just put up kind of bad numbers? That was a Clarkson game. He didn't get yanked, but he, he didn't get, yeah, but he didn't start the, the game after. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of expecting that, you know, like Graham in the, the limited time that he played against BU dude, let in one goal on like 20 something shots. Like you, he doesn't look the most athletic, you know, like I've said it a couple of times, he doesn't look the most, you know, insanely poised he's not just some stoic you know goalie that you know he's flopping around out there you know he's selling out for saves but by god he's keeping the puck out of the net and that's all i care about you know what i mean so yeah he's doing his thing he i think he he deserves it and you know that this is all my guess this could all become a completely moot point if pav or brady starts tomorrow but i'm leaning towards graham because from what we've seen out of him so far he's 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 doing what he has to do <laughs> yeah absolutely and on the UNH side, um, kind maybe a toss-up. There's a couple guys that are both getting a decent amount of time. Um, the guy who is in net most for UNH, David Fessenden, uh, 15 games started. He's at 2.63 goals per game and a 9-1-1 save percentage. So um, pretty decent stats, uh, especially for the record that this team has. Uh, supposedly the backup, Tyler Masalik, he has eight games started, 3.82 goals per game and an 854 save percentage, so really bad stats there. Um, we'll probably see Fessenden, but um, again, nothing nothing crazy out of this goaltending duo. Yeah, I mean, the backups numbers are, quite frankly, atrocious. To, to his credit, he's only, I think, 18, so I mean, he's going to he's gonna be able to kind of grow into the role a little bit more, but yeah, Fessenden, those numbers kind of speak for themselves. Pretty mediocre, you know, kind of just going with the whole UNH as a whole team is kind of mediocre, which granted now that I'm saying this and, you know, depending on how tomorrow goes, I might be eating those words because hmm. any, anytime I roast a team, it always comes back to bite me in the ass anyway. So I don't know why I bother, but yeah, I mean, the stats on paper are not looking that good. So I'll keep it as objective as I possibly can. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much a wrap on some of the, the players to watch in this game. Um, do you have any any keys to the game? We know it's kind of a must win again for UMass. How do you think they get there? I mean, the I mean, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but mistake-free hockey is going to be the key. If I see a single breakaway or if I see a single odd man rush, I'm going to flip. Like that is the number one thing that we need to limit. Like I don't care if we have to play ultra defensive to make that happen. Just you know, play play smart. You know what I mean? Like. Henry Graham has been doing his thing recently, but he's not a freaking miracle worker. Like you got to give him something to work with. Like the fact that his stats are this good, it's completely and utterly unsustainable. Like no offense to Graham, but it, I wouldn't expect Devin Levi or any other crazy Richter finalist goalie to be putting up these sorts of numbers right now. So the Minnesota play... state goalie that took steroids is not. Yeah. Those Dryden things. McKay. Yeah, we, yeah. We, he's not like, you know, that's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So if we play smart, you know, effort based hockey, like, I don't, I don't care if we score seven goals. I don't care if we score two goals. I want, I want UNH to be blanked in this game, like straight up. Like we need to limit their shots because that's been our biggest issue is our defense. 
we if we limit our shots to I don't even want to throw out a number if we limit it to under 30 that'll be an improvement over everything else that we've seen so far this season if we limit you know just overall scoring chances like clear-cut chances to a minimum we're in a good spot like I just don't want to see any more you know guys splitting the defense up the middle through the neutral zone in for a breakaway or you know somebody gives away the puck in the in the offensive zone and now they have a two-on-one going the other direction I'm sick of that like that's not the type of team that we should be so especially against UNH you know what I mean again I'm not trying to harp on the fact that it's you know the opponent's quality or whatever but we just got to play more you know and not even just smarter but I mean I might be completely stealing a point from you because this is another glaring elephant in the room but the discipline we need to be way more disciplined too because our we've been given up way too many penalties and that's been leading to more shots on net and you know it's it's all intertwined with each other so play smarter play more disciplined play better defensively that's that's what i think the the, the move is yeah you did actually uh take my key to the game uh i was going to say i was going to say i need to see umass uh give up less than 30 shots yeah tomorrow that's... so um, that's my one thing they've been giving up way too much they gave up close to was it 48 against BU unacceptable they're averaging 30, 36 against this season against a team that's this bad offensively we can't have that and now that the team uh knows and admits that uh they ha- have had some shortcomings lately definitely need to see a better a better effort in that category yeah because I I think I think the number one thing that's probably circled on UNH's like scouting report right now is it's probably going to be Graham and Nett. and that right there you know they're they're probably wondering how do we get to him because it's not like they have a lot of film to go off of. You know what I mean? He hasn't played that much. They don't have some crazy scouting report on him. I think what they're going to default to is just peppering him with shots and praying that something trickles in. Like, and that's why we need to be so disciplined and so smart when we play defense, where we're matching them stride for stride in the defensive zone. And we're keeping our sticks in the passing lanes and in the shooting lanes, just so they can't get anything clean on net. Because the moment they get something clean on net, I'm not saying that I don't back Henry Graham, but I don't back any goalie on a clean shot. You know what I mean? It's just a high percentage look. So we need to limit those as much as humanly possible. And if we do that, we're putting ourselves at least in a position to succeed. I'm not saying a position to automatically win, but we're going to look, you know, way better. And it's going to be at least an improvement that we can build off of going forward. Yeah. Evan seems pretty dead set that Henry Graham is going to start. I know we already talked about the goalies, but I'm not a hundred percent positive. I could still see Luke Pavisich getting the start and, I mean, I think the getting yanked for the the third string walk on on the road is pretty demoralizing enough. I don't know if coach will put him through that again, but I mean, I'm just going purely off the stats, man. Like, it, yeah, like if fair. I'm going through, if I'm going through, you know, if I'm if I'm Carvey right now and I'm looking at my goalie situation, I'm looking at Pav last game who threw basically a game and a or a period and a half. We'll say 30 minutes of hockey. Let's in what five goals off of roughly 20, 25 shots. Yep. And then you put in your third string backup now, now who is, you know, the second string, because again, Cole Brady's off on Brady Island wondering what's, <laughs> what's going on right now. I have like, I, that, I'm at a complete loss with that, but regardless, that's a completely side point. Um, Graham lets in what one goal off of, I, I don't remember 21, 22 shots. I don't have the numbers yeah, in front of me, but I think it was 21 some, shots, something to that effect. I mean, you're, you have one guy with a 800 save percentage in that versus a guy with like a 950 and 960 do the math. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. think it's, it's a very clear cut scenario. So that's why I'm confident in it. I mean, I, like I said, I have no sort of backing info to, you know, I don't, 
not like, I don't have like a worm inside of the, the group that's, you know, putting stuff in my ear, letting me know what's going on. I'm just saying it just makes sense statistically. So I don't know. That's, that's where my head is at. And it just makes sense. But in the same point, I could be proven completely wrong tomorrow. And you guys will realize why I'm not a D one coach. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just some idiot talking about a team that I like. So who knows? We'll see how, how it shakes out tomorrow. Hey, for what it's worth, uh, Henry Graham has done everything to deserve a start. hundred percent. He's gotten so. Um, if he does, it should be no surprise, and it is well-deserved. At this point, I am sick of the labels. Like, there's no – I don't even think we have a starting goaltender. I think we just have a – like, you know how some, like, football teams have, like, a running back by committee? I think we have goalie by committee. Like, just we – don't, we don't even have, like, a clear-cut starter anymore just with how the team's been looking. So, all right, finally, we're done. We can wrap this up. Sorry, I had to get <laughs> that out there. All right, so uh, we will be at the game Sunday at Mullins. If you want to find us, say hi. Uh, I don't know if you will, Evan. I'm definitely doing the the post game skate. Oh hell yeah, hundred percent. Let's get it. So that should be pretty cool. Um, we will see you guys there. And yeah, thanks for listening. And go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody. Let's get a W tomorrow and write the ship. Let's do it. 